What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. The communion of saints is one of the most precious gifts we have from the Lord. This this communion of being in the body of Christ. And, you know, when the saints were still living on this earth, they relied on their elder brothers and sisters, the saints in heaven, to help them on their journey in, in very profound ways, as well as relying on other persons uh, on this earth to help them on their journey, on their mission. So everyone seems to kind of have a team. Like who's on your team to help you with the mission the Lord has given you and and who are you helping in their mission? This communion of saints is beautiful. Let's just break that down a little bit before we go any further. The communion of saints is everybody in the body of Christ. So it's all those saints in heaven who, anyone who's in heaven, by the time they get there, they're a saint. And they're in the presence of Christ and they want to help us, to intercede for us. And then there's the uh, communion of saints that belong to purgatory. We call this the suffering church. They are happy because they know that heaven is theirs. They are going to get there. They are they are a friend of God. They're just getting prepared to, to be with him. And then there is what we call the church militant on earth. That's us. This is the body of Christ still on earth. We're in a precarious position because we have our mandate to bring the gospel, the good news to the whole world. That's that's our mission. That's the, the main mission of the church is to bring souls to Christ. And that's our job. But we do have heaven to lose. Those in heaven don't have it to lose. They're there and it's a sure deal. Those in purgatory are on their way and heaven's a sure deal for them. But for us on earth, it's not a sure deal. We could lose our salvation easily in this world. So we need help. We need people on our team, souls helping us, guiding us. And so I want to take you through this mystery because it's a beautiful mystery and demonstrate how so many of the saints relied on the body of Christ to help them with their mission and to help get them to heaven. One of the things we want to realize is that there are brothers and sisters in heaven, saints, who want to be on our team. So many times when we go to a confirmation class or something like this, they say, well, look up saints that you can identify with. They're like you in some way. If you're an artist, find a saint who's patron of artists or, or who was one or find some way to connect. And, and that is true. And it's very helpful because we're limited and we need something that helps us connect, that helps us reach out to that saint. However, I would really encourage you to pray to your guardian angel and to Mother Mary and ask them to show you the brothers and sisters that you should know, that you should meet and and get to know better. 
and develop a deeper relationship with. Because sometimes the saint in heaven who will be your best pal and help you in so many ways isn't somebody like you necessarily or that had a similar experience as you. They may be very, very different. I'll give you an example. You know, we when we think of St. Therese of Lisieux, she was the, the epitome of innocence. You know, she lived a very guarded life as a child. I mean, she did experience the death of her mother, but her father tried to protect her from the, the world and she was doted on and cared for and she had kind of an ideal situation at home. I mean, she didn't really have to do chores or anything. Her older sisters did them for her. When she went into the convent, she really couldn't do her she couldn't do much in the way of helping in the kitchen and doing these things because she'd never had to do them. So she was very sheltered that way. But because she loved Jesus so much and because she wants souls like he did, she's kind of the go-to saint for some of the worst of the worst criminals, especially men. Go figure. That doesn't make any sense in, on, on one level, but on a lo- another level, it absolutely does. The person who loves Jesus wants your soul for heaven. They don't care what kind of sin it is. They, they want to help you overcome it. They want to help you grow closer to Jesus, to love him. So, you know, she's kind of the, the, the saint for, for sinners, for men who are addicted to pornography and, and all kinds of things. And you wouldn't think that. So the, The point I'm making is that there's not a connection there, and yet she's the best one to help someone with those problems, or one of the best ones to help someone with those problems. So um, that's what I mean. Be open to whomever your guardian angel will show you, or Mother Mary wants to introduce you to. I mean, she's our mother of all the saints, and she's like, I got someone for you to meet and she wants you to meet them because they're going to be helpful in your life. I know that Catherine of Siena, the Lord gave her as her special saint in heaven. He gave her Mary Magdalene. Now, they're not very much alike. I mean, Mary Magdalene, you know, Catherine of Siena, a virgin, holy from a very young age and Mary Magdalene with her past and being possessed by demons and etc etc there's it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of common ground and yet that's the one that Jesus gave to her and look how holy she became and what she did in this world so we want to we want to know those saints elder brothers and sisters in Christ in heaven who want to to be our friends who want to help us who may in fact have been assigned to us. So that's something to ask. Now, and what goes without saying is this, the Lord has already given you a guardian angel. So you know that they're there to assist you. They're part of this beautiful communion of saints. So you know that. And you also know that Jesus gave us his mother. When he was dying, he was hanging on the cross. He said to to John, the beloved disciple, Behold your mother. And John was representing all of us. And to his mother, he said, Woman, behold your son. He gave her to us. She became the mother of the church. She was at Pentecost, the birthday of the church. She's our mother. So we have, we know right off the bat that we have Mother Mary 
and our guardian angels have been specially assigned to us. Actually, our guardian angels, the angels were all made at the same time, at the, at the beginning of time itself. That's when the angels were made. And your guardian angel was made. And that angel has been assigned to you and has waited these eons until you came on this earth to be your close, close, close companion in ways you don't know that is especially assigned to you. And I think it's pretty interesting that St. Thomas Aquinas said that each one is its own species. So our guardian angels all must be very interestingly different. Think about all the species of animals on the earth from single-celled animals to, to gnats to elephants to to fish to whales to to dogs and cats to worms to farm animals I mean there's this great variety and if you think about it each angel is its own species so it's interesting to think about what our angel is like but St. Francis de Sales did tell us to cultivate a relationship with our angels that they're there to help us and that they want to help us they're not our servants but they are our helpers like a good friend who's not an enabler but who helps okay so that's good to know for starters in this communion of saints I will just share a little bit about some of the saints that found me now over the years those saints who become close to you it will kind of ebb and flow because then a certain time in your life this one saint is really helpful and then another time in your life you'll meet somebody else and what I mean about um, having saint friends that don't necessarily have something in common with you except their love for Jesus it happened to me in a most unlikely way and that was with John the 23rd when he was still blessed John the 23rd in no uncertain terms made himself known to me and I didn't even I was a baby Catholic at the time I didn't understand the communion of saints I didn't understand church history or anything like that I didn't even know the names of the popes except for you know Peter <laughs> and uh, John Paul II and Benedict uh, at the time and so I really didn't I just was ignorant didn't know these things and he just came into my life in unmistakable ways and if you have your eyes open if you have your spiritual antenna and you're aware you will see little signs and indications and movements of your spirit if you're still in prayer about those saints who want to be in your life and he definitely did but we have nothing in common he was in a multi-generational home with 17 children very poor they had cake once a year at Christmas or twice a year once at Christmas once at Easter I mean the poverty he grew up in and the the and the pious family he grew up in was completely different than my experience and yet he launched me on my mission how I am today what I'm doing working in the church he I really believe just sent me on that mission and started this great change in my life I had a whole different trajectory about how my life was gonna go and so I credit that to him and then another one I had nothing in common with was Therese of Lisieux and Francis de Sales I just didn't have I didn't even know who Francis de Sales was and I hardly knew Therese but I do believe that John the 23rd introduced me to them 
because somebody handed me an article that says, oh, I know you love John the 23rd. I'm reading this article. And in it, right in the very first part of it, it said that he relied heavily on two saints in his whole life and to help him being Pope. And those two saints were Francis de Sales and Therese of Lisieux. So I felt like he introduced me to them and then they started kind of popping up and being important in my life and helping me with things. So that is the idea about this whole show. I think that John the 23rd in his diary writing that Therese and and Francis de Sales were very helpful in his life. He went to them a lot for a lot of help. I think that that is a demonstration because, you know, he was alive on earth and they were in heaven. He also relied heavily on his guardian angel and he would send his guardian angel ahead of him for important meetings and things that he had to do. And, you know, he was involved in World War II and a lot of things that happened that if not for his guardian angel would have gone terribly bad. So he was able to do a lot of good saving many lives, building a lot of bridges that people thought were impossible. And he credits his guardian angel to much of that. So I think this this program on the communion of saints is just beginning. We'll call this part one because there is so much to share with you. So I will continue in the next show. It's been my pleasure to be with you. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org.